Wow, that was a uh, that was awesome. Thank you, Tiffany. You did amazing. That was really good. I don't know about you guys, but I needed that myself. So I just thank God for that. Um. So let me give you guys a little heads up here. So tonight, my plan earlier was that me and Shauna was going to talk about marriage. But we got in a fight before we came here, and we are not covering marriage tonight. <laughs> no. <laughs> Tiffany asked me that. She's like, I thought you were talking about marriage. I was like, we was, but we got in a fight before we came. And actually, no, we didn't get in a fight, though that does happen. I mean, we're not, we're not perfect. That does happen. But tonight, we, I, I really felt like, you know what? I think we should talk about how to share our story. Um, last week, if you caught... Tom's message, he talked about testifying and the importance of testifying. So after that, I was thinking, and me and Shauna was talking, and I was praying, and I just felt like, you know what? This is what we do. We, we're, you know, we lead the discipleship part, and I thought, this is a great time to talk to everybody about how to share your story. Now, I know that when you put, out the, you put that out there, Testify. You got to testify. You got to share your story. It can be very intimidating. This mic seems very loud to me. It's very intimidating. <laughs> I keep backing away, but I think they're turning it up. But they make. Do I sound good? You guys are making me sound good, right? I don't. He doesn't know. All right. Well. But no, I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah. So tonight we're going to talk about how to share your story. Uh, and the reason why we're going to look at this is Mark, we're going to look at the first verse, Mark chapter 16, we're going to look at verse 15. And uh, <clears throat> this is what it actually says. It says that, this is Jesus talking here, and he says that Jesus told them, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. So if Jesus says that, that's pretty important. He's talking to his disciples right now. So we're going to look deeper into this sharing the story. I thought it was awesome that Tiff, at the very end, she talked about Jesus, and I don't know if she called him, she said his boys? She said his boys were in the boat with him, right? Well, right, bef- right before, like, where we're getting ready to go, we're going, we're going to, you guys can turn your Bibles to Mark chapter 5. That's where we're going to end up. So if you want to turn there. But I thought it was great because right before this story is Jesus in the boat with his boys, Right? And they were. They were freaking out because they're in this storm. And Jesus is the one that said, let's get in a boat and let's head over here. So they started freaking out because of this storm. But let me tell you, when it comes to sharing your story, it might freak you out some. But I want you to know that if you're a follower of Christ, you are a boy or you are a girl of Jesus. You're on his team. And he wants us to know, hey, don't be freaking out about this. It's not as big of a deal as what you might think it is. Um, <clears throat> so with that, I'm going to go ahead and go ahead and open up a prayer before we dive into this. So you guys want to get your Bibles turned to Mark chapter 5. We'll start there in verse 1. So God, I just thank you so much for tonight. I thank you already for your presence. Your Holy Spirit is with us tonight. I believe that, that you're with us and that you have something for us tonight, God. That you do, you, you're wanting us to have this peace right now, God, just to be able to enter in and just to talk about this. Because there is power in sharing our story. So I pray, Holy Spirit, guide me, guide me 
direct me. Let me only say the words that you want me to say. Let me only do what you want me to do, Father. And let it all be for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so I'm reading from the New Living Translation. I'm going to read Mark, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 20, okay? There's one word in here I don't know how to pronounce, so I'm just going to act like I do. It's like some city. The cities always get me. Uh, it says, so they arrived at the other side of the lake in the region of Gerasenes. That's the word. So I don't know if anybody's looking at me smiling like, yeah, you got that way off, but Gerasenes. Say it with confidence, and everybody will believe that's, what it's, that's how it's pronounced. That's what somebody told me before. So, uh, they, so they arrived at the other side of the lake and went to the region of Gerasenes. When Jesus climbed out of the boat, a man possessed by an evil spirit came out from a cemetery to meet him. This man lived among the burial caves and could no longer be restrained. Even with a chain, whenever he was put into chains and shackles, as he often was, he snapped the chains from, the, from his wrist and smashed the shackles. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Day and night, they wandered among the burial caves in the hills, howling and cutting himself with sharp stones. Let me tell you, if I saw a guy right now in my backyard, in a graveyard, walking around, howling and cutting himself with sharp stones, it would be kind of intimidating. It could be intimidating, you know. Uh, so I can't even imagine that when I was reading it. It says, then when Jesus was still some distance away, the man saw him, ran to meet him, and bowed low before him. With a shriek, he screamed, Why are you interfering with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? In the name of God, I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had already said to the spirit, Come out of the man, you evil spirit. Then Jesus demanded, What is your name? And he replied, my name is Legion, because there are many of us inside of this man. Then the evil spirits begged him again and again to not send him to some distant place. There happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding on the hillside nearby. Send us into those pigs, the spirits begged. Let us enter them. So Jesus gave them permission. The evil spirits came out of the man and entered the pigs and the entire herd of about 2,000 pigs plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and drowned in the water. The herdsmen fled to the nearby town and, and the surrounding countryside, spreading the news as they ran. People rushed out to see what had happened. A crowd soon gathered around Jesus, and they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons. He was sitting there fully clothed and perfectly sane, and they were all afraid. Then those who had seen what had happened told the others about the demon-possessed man and the pigs. And the crowd began pleading with Jesus to go away and leave them alone. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. But Jesus said, no, go home to your family and tell them everything the Lord has done for you and how merciful he has been. So the man started off to visit the ten towns of that region and began to proclaim the great things Jesus had done for him. And everyone was amazed at what he told them. All right, that's a lot of reading, so. Got to get some water. All right, so this is, this is if, you, if you caught Tom's message last week, he actually mentioned the story. I was like, man, we've got to look at this story. This is such an, an awesome story to look at. Because when you look at it, the one thing you're going to notice is that Jesus was not afraid of this guy. 
Jesus was not afraid. He had no fear. And actually, the story before, when Jesus, I look at it like Jesus knows what's ahead. He knows what God wants him to do. So he told his disciples, let's get in this boat. We're going over there. He already knew this guy was over there. Now, you imagine this guy out in the hillside, cutting himself, howling at the moon. People know that they can't restrain him. I'm sure a lot of people didn't want to go anywhere near this guy, right? Don't go to that guy on the hill. He's crazy. He howls at the moon, and he's super strong, right? And he cuts himself. A lot of us might not be willing to go there. But Jesus, I think, is wanting us to see, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to go to this guy. So there's no fear there to go where he was needed. Now, the crazy thing is, is that in verse 14, it talks about the people. After Jesus heals this guy, the people began to share the news of what had happened. They knew this guy, and now they see this change. They know about what happened with the pigs. So these people go out, and they're telling people, and it freaks them out, right? Here's this guy that no doubt they were freaked out about up in the hillside, cutting himself. Jesus heals him. Now they're freaked out because of Jesus, and they're telling Jesus, get out of here. It doesn't really add up, does it? It doesn't add up. Now, what's beautiful is that Jesus didn't force anything on these people. He did what God wanted him to do. He did what his father wanted him to do. He reached out to this man and helped him. And then when everybody started freaking out and saying, you got to get out of here, Jesus, Jesus didn't say, no, wait a minute, this is what my father told me to do. No, he's like, hey, I did what God wanted me to do. He's getting in the boat to head to the next thing that God wants him to do. But then Jesus told the man that he healed. The man that he healed wanted to jump in the boat and go with Jesus. He's like, hey, let me go with you. I want to go with you. And what did he tell him? He told him, no, I want you to go home. I want you to go home and I want you to tell all your family what I did. So that's what we're going to look at. We're going to look at how, so this is a, a very interesting story to look at about how to share your story. Now, before we talk about how to share your story, and I get another drink of water, I think that I want to talk about how we should not share our story. Because I've, there, I've done many different ways of how to share my story, and I've been told of different ways to share my story. You don't have to take what I say. This is just what I have learned, and it seems to really work. And today, a lot of people don't even want to talk to Christians because of some of the ways that we have decided to share Jesus. So you guys go ahead and watch this video, and I'm just taking it. This is some ways maybe we shouldn't share. Evangelism is not for the weak, all right? I should know. I wrote a whole book about it, self-published. Most Christians, they are just good for bake sales and potluck dinners. But I'm telling you this right now. It takes a lot of moxie to grab a non-believer by the shirt collar and throw him in the front doors of a church and say, Hey, try living out your heathen life in front of a holy God that way. It is like holy water on a vampire. That's divine intervention, my friend. Repent for the kingdom of the Lord is nigh. Come to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
Well, sir, it sounds like you're really passionate about Jesus. I am. Um, and you should also be okay. passionate about the Lord. Sir, if there's... You need to get sanctified or chicken fried. Can we... You need to get with the Lord or drive a Ford. Sir, we... Get right or get left. I share my faith. Okay, that's a lie. People don't even know I'm a Christian. I want to. Again, another lie. I hardly shower, much less have the will to do anything else. Mm, okay, now if there was pizza and ice cream every time there was faith sharing, I'd do it. That's a lie. I'm lactose intolerant. Again, another lie. I'm just too cheap to buy dairy. Bottom line, sharing my faith makes me sweaty. Uh, tip number 95. Um, use big church words like transubstantiation. Heathens get confused easily. And the more confused they are, the more shame they are. The more shame they are, the more apt they are to make a decision for Jesus Christ. I believe it's a responsibility, no. The privilege, no. The glorious privilege of every believer to share their faith with others. That's why I share my faith with everyone I come in contact with. Everyone, really? <laughs> yeah, everyone. How do you do that? Uh, check out my shirt. Can't read it? Try this glove. Not working for you? How about this bracelet? No comprendo? Vistazo a estos. <laughs> Driving behind me? Read my bumper sticker. It says, it's okay if you follow close. I'm going to heaven. <laughs> oh, you're my waiter or waitress? I got a tip for you. Surprise! It's the gospel. I mean, what do you want? Money or eternity? <laughs> I also use these tracks. <laughs> so, what about talking to people about your faith? <laughs> I, I don't really like people. But I love Jesus. <laughs> Scripture mint? Hi, my name is George. And I'm Jorge. And together we're George and Jorge. Right, right. Uh, what we like to do is to take secular songs and reprogram them. Yes. The purpose is for evangelism. We like to take songs to the unbelieving world and make it believable. Right, right. Let us give you a sample right now. Hey, lost sinner, I just have to ask you, what makes you tick? What is it? You're headed to H-E-double hockey sticks. Hey, lost sinner, why don't you just give it all up to Jesus? Tonight, pray for your soul today, for your soul today, just pray. All right, so those might be some ways you might not want to share your story. Um, <laughs> I have actually, believe it or not, I know some people that actually do the, the lyric writing. It's, it's pretty interesting, too. Uh, that, that was Tom on the right with the long hair? Or no, with the, no. <laughs> with the wig. No, that is, uh, so those are some ways you might not want to share. Now, I, I did, I added some of my own, too. Um, I don't think... One thing when you go to share what God's done for you, you don't want to treat people as projects. Uh, for myself, I've done that. Like I met somebody, okay, this person's lost. I can tell they don't know God. How do I get them from here to God? And that's my focus. You treat them as a project. Don't treat them as a project. It's about having a relationship. It's about a relationship. And when we treat people as a project, you lose that relationship side. Uh, another thing is 
your primary focus shouldn't be about what you've gone through. Uh, I've done this many times where, I don't know about you guys, but you go to share your story, and I've, I've spent so much time talking about all the things that I've gone through. And I do a little tiny piece about God. More focus on what I've gone through. So your primary focus shouldn't be about what you've gone through. Let it be what Jesus has done for you. My scales have kind of always been weighed more down on what I've gone through than what Jesus has done for me. Um, And I, I look at that like when you're going to share your story, if that's what you're talking about is, well, I did this, this happened to me, this, this. Oh, and then at the very end you tag on, but Jesus has made it all better, and i got a better life now. Like, we've given all that focus to the before, not what God has done. And Mark, verse 19 in chapter 5, he actually writes and says, "Jesus, this is what Jesus told the guy that he healed, and he cast these demons out. Here's what he said. He said, go home to your family, tell them everything the Lord has done for you. And how merciful he has been. He doesn't say, all right, go. I want you to go home and tell them everything that you've had to deal with. No, he said, tell them everything the Lord has done for you. Get our, we have to get our focus right. Because here's the thing. Obviously, the people there already knew about this guy. They knew what he's dealing with, what he dealt with. But I think it's very important that Jesus told him that specifically. Go tell him what the Lord has done. Uh, because when we spend a lot of time in our story focusing on the bad we're giving more of that glory to that than we are to God. Um, so then the, so we're going to look at how to share. Uh, I'm going to give you guys, like this is something that we do in the discipleship. And for those of you that maybe have already seen a part of it, you guys will understand that. But there's a, um, there's a simple way to look at sharing your story. This is called the before, the how, and the after. Now, I've got this board up here. I'm going to draw something here in a minute. But it's not like one of those Jesus paintings where everybody's like, Shh, and I turn it upside down. You're going to be like, oh, it's nothing like that. It's going to look really bad. It's nothing that fancy. So don't just don't want you guys to be building up that <laughs> expectation of what's going to be coming. So, But when we look at your story, here's what's so cool. How many of you guys have shared your story with somebody? Actually, don't even, don't, you don't have to even answer that. Let me ask you this. How many of you here, within the last week, outside of church, has had someone come and tell you what Jesus has done for them? Okay. How about in the last month? Okay. How about in the last two months? Okay, I see a couple of hands. So... That should really open up, that should really tell us how important this is. This is something, the, here we are Christians, and outside of church, we, only two people have raised their hands after two months, saying two months, within two months, someone has told me about what Jesus has done for them. And the very first verse that we read, Jesus told us, to go and preach the gospel, to tell people 
our story. So if, we have, if we're not hearing it, imagine how many other people aren't hearing it. And I think it's because we do. We, we look at sharing our story. We, put, we make it more difficult than what it needs to be. We think, well, I haven't been a Christian long enough. I don't know enough about the gospel. That's what's beautiful about this story. Because imagine this guy, possessed by demons, up on the hillside all this time. Jesus comes to him, heals him, gets rid of the demons, and he says, go back to your hometown and tell your family. Tell them all what you've done. He didn't say, hey, look, I need you to go through six weeks of training first. Because you got you to learn all this first before you can tell people about me. No, he said, go and tell them what the Lord has done for you. And it's as easy as that. This, uh, this little, uh, I don't know, you call it like an algorithm? Not an algorithm, like an equation, I guess? I don't know. There's no equal sign yet. <laughs> so the before, here's, here's what you got to do. This is an easy way to figure out how to share your story. Because a lot of times that's where we get to the point. Well, I want to share. I want to tell people about God, but I don't know what to tell them. So this is what it, this is it. It's this this easy. The before part, and you guys can write this down and think about this throughout the week. The before part is just think of two words that describe you before your life with Christ. Two words. Write those down, uh, and then you can write it into a sentence later. So some ideas is maybe like, you know, I was lost, angry, confused. Um, lonely, afraid, you know, maybe you're in drugs. And then, excuse me, the next part is you're going to look at the how. So the how is when you're going to tell, you're going to tell people how you were introduced to Jesus or when you decided to start following Jesus. I'm going to share this as an example of mine here in a minute, but for, for some, you know, a lot of us, some of us, not a lot of us, some of us came to know Jesus, when we were young. And um, I've heard that a lot when it comes to sharing your story. That people, Some people will say, well, you know, I grew up in church. I don't really have like a big time where I, boom, this happened and God revealed himself. You know, I just started following Jesus when I was little. And I, I, don't, I don't really have a story. Well, that's not true. You still have a story. Um, for me, my really, the story that I share really came to, I, I gave my life to Jesus at a younger age. But then I kind of took off and started doing my own thing. And there came a part in my life where God really showed me, like, hey, look, this isn't what I want you doing. And he said, I've got something better for you. And my story that I like to share really starts when I decided to really surrender and start following Jesus. So your story can start at different, different times in your life that you, you felt that, that transformation, really surrendering to Christ. Then the last part is the after. So think of two words that describe you, your life after you started following Jesus. Some ideas, you know, it could be like, you know, maybe you're, you're, you've got courage, you're, you've got this peace, you've got this joy. Uh, usually I think of it this way. Your two afterwords should basically be the opposite of your before words. If not, then maybe, you know, God's still working on you. That's awesome. Uh, so that could be like a little cheat note if you want to write it down. <laughs> so you take these two words before. You take how you came to Christ or that moment when you had that transformation. And then the two words after and you put it together. So what's cool about this is you can create, you can write out your story and see it and be like, wow, I could possibly share this story in under 60 seconds of somebody. 
And in the, the time that we, that we live in, people are busy. They're just, they don't have, you mean, gosh, I go to restaurants, and sometimes people don't even look at you because they're just moving on to the next thing. People don't even look at each other. They don't talk to each other. It is strange when someone actually starts having a conversation. But what I have learned is that when you, a lot of times, I've, my wife says I'm really good at just talking to people. Uh, but I do, like, I see it in her face. Like, when you start talking to somebody and recognizing them as a human being, it, there's something different. Like, they, they recognize that, and it means a lot to them. But if you're at, like, a gas station or something, and you're like, you know, I don't have, like, I just feel like God's leading me to share my story with this person, but, you know, my story's going to take 60 minutes probably just for me to tell them everything that, that God's done. And it doesn't have to be that way. You know, you figure it out. If, if God's got to put somebody in front of you, you can do it like this. So, for instance, for me, <clears throat> I'm not going to tell you my whole story because I don't have another hour here. Um, but usually my story would take a very long time to go through and share everything. But the short version would be this. So there was a time in my life. Actually, I should bring up somebody here to practice as well. Ashton, you want to come on up? <laughs> Babe, you want to come up? All right, cool. So this is my wife, Shauna, for those of you who don't, don't know. This is Shauna. Uh, so Shauna is going to act like, you know, maybe like someone that, that I don't know. And let's just say like you're, here's the one thing I do believe. I believe that you guys, each one of us here, have a story that God has given us for the people in our lives, for the people that we're going to run into in our lives. It's not something that we have to make happen. God is placing people in our life strategically that needs to hear your story. So, Babe, let's act like we're at the gas station because uh, I, got, I got a truck now that supposedly is going to take a lot of gas, so I'm probably going to be there a lot. That's probably going to be my mission field <laughs> is the gas station. <laughs> but act like you're just like maybe like frustrated today because I used to be somebody that was really angry. That's about as angry looking as she gets. Like I've seen her more angry than that. Like I said, the marriage con- the marriage uh, discussion is going to be put off for a little bit. But <laughs> all right, so <laughs> all right, so hey, uh, hey, I just noticed as you're pumping gas. How are you doing? My name's Brian. Hey, uh, are you all right? Everything good? No. 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 Well, listen, can I share something with you? I'd love just to tell you something real quick. It'll only take like 60 seconds. All right. Well, listen, I just want to encourage you. Like, I know, I don't know what you're going through, but, you know, there was a time in my life that I was just so angry and everything just, just ate at me. And I always felt like people were just out to get me. They were not happy with me. And I was always felt like I was, had to watch my back. But I want to encourage you because there was a time in my life where I met God and he just told me like, hey, I've got so much more for you than this. I don't want you to live this way. If I would just follow him, and I, I was like, yeah, okay, well, what can I lose, right? Let me see what God can do. And after doing that, like my life now, I've got joy, I'm happy, and I'm just at peace. Like I don't, I have this courage that God has given me that I'm not worried about what people think or what they, like I just know that God loves me and he's got me in his hands. So I just want to encourage you that know that God loves you. He's got something for you if you're open to that. Thank you. That means a lot to me. Yeah. So that's usually what people say. Usually, I mean, you might run into someone that says, I don't want to hear it. Okay. 
you know what? That's cool. You planted a seed. Because what happens is when it comes to sharing our stories, a lot of times we put more pressure on ourselves that we think after we share our story, now we got to convert them. Okay, that is not our job. That is not our job. Our job is to plant the seed, to sow the seed, to water the seed. God will bring the harvest. So if you take this, this is the, now it's an equation, right? So the before, the plus, the how, the before plus how plus after equals your story. Uh, so practice that. If you're, if you're thinking, like, I never thought about that. Like, how would I share my story? It's that simple. Two words before you met Christ, how you came, the time that maybe just that transition happened, and two words after. Like, what has what your life been like now after Jesus? Uh, and here's what's cool. I'm not saying, hey, you should not share your whole story. People these days don't have a lot of time. They're in a rush. But if you see, like right there when she's like, yeah, thank you, I could have easily looked at her then and said, hey, you know, I would love to share more of my story with you. Would you like to maybe get together for coffee? And like this, maybe, you know, guys, like don't be just going out and doing this with girls. And girls don't be doing this, guys. Like, no, 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 I'm not, no, this is not no, like, set up and speed dating thing. That's not what this is, all right? It's not what this is. Tom's going to be calling me and be like, hey, Brian, what in the world was you doing teaching everybody how to speed date at church by sharing their story? No, that's not what that's about. What I'm saying is if you trust the Holy Spirit will give you discernment. If you see that that person's open, don't be like, hey, look, you know what? I know you're probably in a rush, but i got to tell you more about Jesus. No. You look at it and go, hey, do you live around here? I would love to get together and I'll buy you a coffee or take you out for lunch. I would love to share more with you because if that person is ready to learn more about God, God will give you that opportunity. But a lot of times we want to rush, 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 and push, 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 but God's not telling us to do that. Just like Jesus when he got back in that boat, when those people said, get out of here, you're freaking us out, he didn't stay there and try to push his agenda on everybody. No, he got on and was like, okay, those people's hearts weren't ready for Jesus. But that was, that was a cool thing. It's because, you know, when you read the story more, that guy goes back to the town and all those people were just, their eyes are open. And that's like, that's because Jesus wanted to use him. Those people didn't know Jesus, but they knew that guy. He had a relationship, a relationship with them even though he didn't, maybe wasn't close to him, they knew who he was, and they were willing to listen to him. That's the way it's going to be in your own life, too. So that's a little easy equation. So why share? Why share? Well, Mark, again, Mark 16, 15, Jesus said to. That's what Jesus tells us to do. He says, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. That's what Jesus is telling us to do. We're disciples. If you're a follower of Christ, you are a disciple. That is what he's telling us to do. But look, he's not telling us, go and memorize every scripture in this. No. Just like the man that he healed, with, that he cast out the demons, he's telling us, go and share what the Lord has done. Don't make it more difficult what God's given us to do. Trust, trust the story that God's given you. Uh, also, there's one other thing here about our story, and that is that there is power in your story. Don't ever belittle the power that's in your story. There's a scripture that I love. It's Revelations 12, 21, and this is what it says. It says, and they have defeated him by the blood of the lamb and by their testimony. He's talking about 
the devil. You have defeated him by the blood of the lamb and by their testimony. And they did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die. Here's the thing, like how even that last part, they were not afraid to die. Look, sharing your story is intimidating because you're like, I don't know how these people are going to respond. Hey, Jesus shared, you know, Jesus did what he did and people freaked out. We shouldn't expect any different, but trust the power in your story because it, by the blood of the land, if it were, you know, we talk about the blood. I've heard people say, don't remove the blood. There's people removing the blood. Okay, well, look. <laughs> He's defeated by the blood of the Lamb and by your stories, by your testimony. There's power in that. Don't forget that. So the next thing I want to talk to you guys about is because this is where my next question would go. Well, who do we share with, right? Who do we share with? Again, Mark chapter 5, verse 19, he tells us, go home to your family, and tell them everything the Lord has done for you and how merciful he has been. Actually, other translations don't even say family. It says friends. Like the King James Version says friends. It doesn't say family. Uh, so this is where my drawing thing comes up here. This is something else for you guys to take with you. There is an easy way to figure out who to share with. Uh, I used to always think so far ahead. Like, all right, I got to become a missionary. Is there a country I'm supposed to go to? Is there another state? Look, I'm not. God does that. We've got missionary friends that God has sent to other countries, and I'm just like amazed by what they do for God. But then we, a lot of us, can stay here and be like, well, there's just I just don't know who God. God, I'm praying. God, show me who to, who who am I supposed to share with? Who am I supposed to share with at the gas station today? It's and that's great. Pray, but don't overlook the opportunities right in front of you. And a lot, when I learned this, I, this is what I realized I was doing. So what you do is this, you're kind of mapping this out. Again, no Picasso, okay? So is that the right word, Picasso? Picasso. See, I can't even pronounce the guy's name. So, um, <laughs> so what you can do is you can draw, you guys can do this at home. You make a circle in the middle, and that's you, all right? So take some time and think about this. Who in your life in your circle, do you know that doesn't know Jesus? Who in your life doesn't know Jesus? And you're going to write them out here. So I'm just going to write a name because I'm not going to write this, write names out there. Write the person's name out there. So this person, maybe this person's in your family or at your workplace. So you connect them to that. So I'm going to make up names now. So because this is going to be confusing if everybody's name one, name two, name three. I'm going to say Bob. Don't worry, Bob. It's not you. <laughs> so we got Bob. And let's say I got a, let's say this person right here is uh, Julie. And I'm like, well, you know what? Yeah, these three people are here. Name. I felt bad for the person whose parents named them name. <laughs> I got this friend name, name one here. And I got Bob and I got Julie. Um, and none of them know Christ. But this person's in my family and this person's at my workplace and this person I've maybe met at a coffee shop. So I can go, well, you know, Bob, Bob is married, and his, her name is Marcia. <laughs> hey, I'm just sorry. That was just, I just had, it makes it easier to me have to make up names, right? 
So we have Bob and Marcia, and you know, and they're not they're not Christians. Like as far as I know, they're not Christians. And and they have let's say they have three kids. I don't know how many kids you guys have. So uh, okay, four. Okay, see, totally different person, totally different family here. So they have three kids that don't know Jesus. And then they this one right here, she, he's married, and he's got two kids. So you start looking at this and going, hey, Bob, God has put Bob in my life, and if I pray, I want to pray for Bob, because there's got to be a reason why God's placed Bob in my life. I'm going to pray that God will give me the opportunity to share my story with him. And when that opportunity comes, maybe God will take it further. So let's say I share my story with Bob, and then I get start, Bob's like, hey, you know, I want to learn more about God, and I start discipling Bob, taking him more, deeper into the Word, and, you know, setting up meeting with him, having coffee, sharing God with him. Bob gives his life to God. Now, Bob has a connection with his wife that I obviously will never have because that's his wife, and they've got all these kids, and all of them's lost. But now Bob can start sharing his story with his wife, and then she gets saved, and then she shared, they, then her, their whole family starts seeing, their kids all start seeing this change. They all start, see, this can be like a domino effect that maybe it's easy for us to look over but not realize the impact that we can have in the people just in our lives. So you can make a map out like this, map this out, just look at your own life, and then take this and pray over these names for like five minutes a day. See what happens. Start praying for those opportunities. God, what do you want me to say to Bob? What do you want me to say to Julie? There is a ministry field in your life right now. And one thing I've always said is in discipleship, something that I've learned is I used to always think that, God, I just don't know enough to disciple. I don't know enough to, to teach people, to, to teach them about you. And one thing that God really showed me one day was like, hey, you are a disciple. You are a disciple. And you are discipling somebody right now. But the question is, what are you pointing them to? Are you pointing them towards me? Are you pointing them towards the wrong direction? We're disciples either way. Just what are we showing people? What are we modeling in our lives? So map it out. And I'm going to come to a closing here. I don't know if, uh, Tiff, if you want to play us a song on the keys, that would be awesome. I wanted to, you know, you know what I wanted to do to Tiff? Yeah, see, this is why Tom doesn't give me the mic much. It's like, Tiff, come on down. <laughs> no, the, uh, I want to come to a close on this. If you guys want to stand, that's, that'd be great. I want to come to a close on about sharing your story. Look, when you share your story, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be something bigger than what, what you what it already is because i've i've met i've got people and even myself i've got people that's got amazing stories where they were addicted to drugs abused and i used to go through and hearing these stories and i went oh, man like my story really doesn't add up to their story so i don't really have a story to share it's not as good nobody's going to hear that but again don't belittle your story there's power in your story I, I just talked to someone recently that was telling me about their story and um, they said that you know they didn't 
They don't know what God wants them to do with it because they feel like people might look at them and go, you're crazy. Because it's not one of those normal stories that you hear a lot. And, and it's easy for us to say, like, okay, I dealt with alcohol. It's easy for me to say, yeah, I mean, I had this problem with alcohol because it seems like everybody's got that story, right? But there's something in your life that God's done for you that might feel odd for you to share. But use wisdom and let God direct you because that doesn't mean you go and you share it with everybody. You share it with the person that God's put in your life that you're like, hey, I know that my story in this field relates to this person. I can share this story with this person because they need to hear this story. I've got my life, I've got many different variations of my story because the longer, that, the more we grow in God, our stories, it keeps adding up because if you, that's where it's, I think it's important not to focus on all the things we've went through, but focus on what God is doing because we start seeing, wow, God took me, this, he did this in my life. He did this. He got rid of this addiction. He got rid of this anger. You know, I, I always, always, I couldn't love people. And now, like, I can't help but look at people and just, my heart breaks for them when they don't know what God has for them. We start seeing these things. God starts adding to your story the more you spend time with him. So, share your story and trust what Jesus can do with it. Trust what Jesus can do with it. If he puts it on your heart to share that story, share it. That's all you got to do. Share it and trust what Jesus can do with that story. You don't have to make it any bigger. You don't have to be like the liar guy on there. And I admit, I've done that before. I've done and said, well, man, it would be a lot better if I told the story like this. That's not my story. I just ruined what God could do with it. Just Tell your story and let God do what he wants to do with it. Another thing that I think is really important, and I I think it was the second song that you did, Tiff. Yeah. And the second song that you did with the chorus, you can you can play that at the end. I, I think, do you, you know what I'm talking about? Hold on, let me... Okay, I thought we were going to have a little huddle there for a second. But yes, the second song, I'm going to have her play at the end because I want to encourage you guys. If you're struggling with this, I love the chorus of that song because it says, your love came down and rescued me. That should be where our story begins, right there. Your love came down and rescued me. The big part for me, and it starts here, is you have to know your identity. You can't share the story if you don't know who you are. Let me pull up the verse here again. Mark 5 and 9. The, uh, the version I read said, Jesus demanded what is your name? to the man that was possessed. But I read this in the, the King James Version and a lot of the other versions. It doesn't say he demanded. He says, Jesus asked him, what is your name? Now, 
this is just me when I was reading this, but I thought to myself, what if Jesus wasn't asking the demon what his name was? What if Jesus was asking that man what his name was? Because the man's identity, the demon wanted to be his identity. And I thought about that. I was like, I can't say that's what he was doing. But I had to ask myself, how many times have I had to ask, have Jesus had to ask me, who are you? Who are you? Because I didn't know my identity. I let my past be my identity. But the thing is, your past is not your identity. That is not your identity. John chapter 1, verse 12. says, all who believe in him, in Jesus, and accept him, he gave the right to become children of God. If you're a follower of Christ, your identity is not your past. Your story does not begin at your past. It begins at your love came down and rescued me. Your identity is that you are a child of God. You are a son, you are a daughter of God. So when you're out in this world and you have the opportunity to testify, share your story. That's all God wants you to do. Start by sharing your story and let him do the rest. See what happens. He'll continue to use you. Maybe you, maybe not with that person, but trust in the story that God has given you. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and close this out in prayer. But I want you guys to know that we're here to pray for you. If, you're, if there's something that you're like, you know, I, I do, I do, I struggle with my... I struggle with my identity. Or maybe you do struggle with sharing your story. And you're like, you know, I want to be better at that. Or maybe this beautiful painting here that I did with a Sharpie, dry erase marker, you'd like to make a bid on. No, I'm just joking. You're not going to bid on it. But, but maybe this is something like, you know, there are people in my life that maybe I've tried to look too far ahead and I missed the opportunities in front of me. But God, look, if you're realizing it now, it's not too late. It's not too late. So even if you want us to pray with you for somebody that's in your life, that you can share your story, that God will give you that opportunity, we would love to do that. We would love to. Babe, do you want to come up? Jody, you want to come up? Awesome. Sherry, you can come up too. Danny, how about you? Mike, Kim, you guys want to come up? You guys, I'm going to fill up this whole altar right here. Because you know what? We don't usually do this. But I believe there are people here that, you know, like, you know, I could use some prayer. I could use a brother and sister just to pray with me. Because, you guys, just like the beginning I asked you, when was the last time someone has shared Jesus with you? hands, you know, we, we don't. I'm honestly like, hey, the same thing with me. 
we need to be there to pray for each other, to encourage each other. Because we're going out into a world that people are not hearing about Jesus because we make it a bigger thing to just share our stories. So if you want, if you're feeling the, that God wants you to share your story with somebody, come up here, let us pray with you. And I thank you guys for coming out. I'm going to ask Tiffany to go ahead and sing that chorus. I'm going to go ahead and dismiss us in prayer. If you want to come up and pray, come on up. And uh, if you want to go, you can go. Give you a heads up. After service, we're going to Skyline in Goshen. If you want to meet us there, this is not a commercial for Skyline, but if you want to go to Skyline, uh, we're all going to have dinner out there, and we'd love to just have a meal with you guys. So, God, I thank you so much, Father, for tonight. I thank you, God, for the stories that you've given each one of us, Father. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you'll just help us, give us just boldness, compassion, and love for your people in this world, people that need to hear what you've done in each and every one of our lives, God. I pray for wisdom, Holy Spirit, that you'll direct us, let us be wise about what, what you'd want us to do, God. But let us also be humble, God. Let us be willing to die to ourselves when fear tries to kick in and we're afraid that we don't know how that person is going to respond, let us die to ourselves and let us live for you, God. Let our stories start with you. I pray you give everybody a safe trip home. We love you and thank you, Jesus. Amen. or anything, but again, you guys are, I really believe that there is power that God wants each one of us here to take with us, to start utilizing. We sing, there's power in the blood, there's power in our stories. We love everybody here, I love all you guys up here, all you guys and girls. We care about this community, and uh, I really believe that God wants to utilize each and every person where you're at. So I'll just close with that. You guys are welcome to go. 
I'll let Tiffany, if you want to sing that chorus one more time. If you're, look, if, if you're standing there and you're like, hey, I kind of feel awkward. I don't know if I should leave or if I should go up here. Hey, don't feel awkward, guys. Don't feel awkward. You're welcome to go. But I'm telling you, if you feel that, if you feel that guys want you to come up here and somebody pray with you, don't leave without it. Don't leave without letting somebody pray with you. We care about you. We love you. We're in this together. There's been many times I've sat in that pew, and even earlier when Tiffany was singing, I was like, ah, I feel like I'm going to say something, but I don't want to get up. But I was like, I, I know I've learned that you've got to because you're missing out if you don't. You're missing out if you don't. And we, I don't want anybody to miss out on what God has for them. He has changed our life in such a huge way. And I used to always turn and walk towards that door all the time. So if you feel that, don't go. Just come up here, pray. Don't be in a rush. It's already dark out. Skyline's open for quite a while if you're going there. It's no big deal. But don't feel pressured. You guys are free to go. We love you and thank you. Thank you guys again for coming out. See ya.